Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. We've been uh, meeting on Wednesday evenings, just coming together, let the Spirit of God move within our midst, share a little bit from God's Word and worship Him and honor Him, stay in tune with what we believe God is doing in the earth by His Spirit, moving in a powerful and glorious way. We believe that uh, we're living in the last of the last days, praise God, He's going to be coming soon and we have to be ready. Amen. Amen. We have to be ready. So praise God. We're going to talk about, very briefly, sacrifice, fire, and glory. Look in your Bible at Second uh, Chronicles chapter 7, first three verses. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. You don't need to motivate somebody to pray, praise God, when the fire falls and you see the glory. It's just going to happen. Amen. Amen. Praise God. That's, that's exactly how it takes place. Well, our desire is for God to manifest His presence and His power and His glory among us every time we gather together and meet like this. Well, the question is, does God need to add, let's say, more fire? Or do we have to add more fuel to the fire? Does God have to send more fire from heaven? Or do we need to add more fuel to the fire that's already been ignited within our souls? Well, the answer to that is found in Leviticus chapter 9. And we see here something that took place when Moses had completed the building of the tabernacle according to the specifications given by the Lord God himself. And let's see what it says here. Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat. And when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. So we see here something taking place. We see man cooperating together with God. And through that cooperation, the fire of God falls and the glory appears. And man's not even able to stand up. But what it reveals to us is the law of uh, divine cooperation between man and God. So man does his part to provide the sacrifice. And God does his part to do what? Provide the fire. So we each do our part. Well, whose responsibility is it then once the fire falls and is, ignites the sacrifice and burns it up, whose responsibility? Well, Leviticus chapter 6 and verse 13 uh, kind of tells us. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Every priest was responsible to see to it that they did their part to keep that fire burning. Do you know we're all kings and priests unto our God? 
And we're a kingdom of priests before our God? Absolutely. So in the Old Testament, it was their responsibility to keep the fire going. So God ignited it. There was the holy flame, the holy fire, but it was up to them to keep it burning brightly. And I, I guarantee you, the more fuel you add to the fire, the brighter it's going to burn, right? Well, now what about in the New Testament? Look at the book of Acts. We see the same pattern here, sacrifice, fire, and glory. Here in uh, Acts 1.14, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. So what's the sacrifice here? Well, if you think about it, didn't Jesus appear to 500 people at one time before his resurrection? Well, we only got 120 here in the upper room. Um, some had, uh, you know, schoolwork to do. The other ones had to go to the mall and visit and other things that they had on their agenda that they had to attend to. Because he said, not many days hence, the Holy Ghost is going to come. Okay, he said that you're going to receive power, not many days hence. We know it to be 10 days, right? So 10 days later. So it was 10 days. They could have sacrificed of themselves to be there with these other people, but they didn't. But we know these 120, they were there in this upper room. And what were they doing? They were praying. They were seeking the face of God. They're making a sacrifice not to be elsewhere, but to be there and wait, as the Lord said, to wait there until this, this thing happens. Okay, then secondly, what we see is that sacrifice. Now we've got the fire. Acts chapter 2, verses uh, 1 through 3. Look at what it says. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all, once again, with one accord in one place. So, so we see unity, a big key with regard to experiencing the fire and the glory of God. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them, what? Cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. So for every one of these 120 that made the sacrifice to be there, God acknowledged it and honored it by sending the fire, and it sat upon each and every one of them for their commitment to sacrifice their lives before the Lord. And now the next thing is the glory. Look at the next verse. The glory of the Lord is not manifested outwardly, it's going to manifest inwardly, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we see the glory of the Lord entering into them, filling them with Holy Ghost power, and uh, obviously they're, they've got this glory in an earthen vessel, and it's going to do something to them. And what it did to Peter was anointed him to preach and proclaim Jesus. To three th so 3,000 people gave their hearts to the Lord. So now the glory is where? On the inside. On the inside of every single one of us who is filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, now how do we keep that fire burning? Well, look at Acts chapter uh, 1, chapter 2 rather, and look at verses 46 and 47. So what did they do? They continued daily. Notice again, one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. They ate their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So here they are. They're spirit-filled people. The fire of God's in them. They're adding the fuel that they have to the fire by staying in unity and harmony with each other, by praying, by seeking the face of God, praising and worshiping God in a continuous way. And as a result, what happens? The glory of the Lord, the fire of God, is burning brightly within their souls. Okay, So it's like a fire within. We're adding fuel to it. Well, look in, uh, in the book of uh, 1 Peter. Every single one of us is a priest, remember, unto God. And it says here in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5, You also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up lambs and goats and turtle doves. And, uh, no, 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 no. To offer up what? 
spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Notice we've moved from the natural realm to the spiritual realm. This fire of God, the fuel that adds to the, the, to the flame, is going to be spiritual sacrifices. Look at Hebrews 13, verse 15. Spiritual sacrifices are seen here. By him, that is by Jesus, let us offer the sacrifice of what? Praise, Praise to God. How often? Continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. And so we see that coming together like this, worshiping him, praising him, honoring him, glorifying him is a part of the fuel that is added to the flame already that makes it brighter and brighter more and more. But it also includes being of one heart, one mind, one accord, speaking the same thing, desiring the same thing. And then also there's another verse. I didn't leave, put it in, the, in your notes. You can write it down if you want. In Romans chapter 12, and verse 1, that tells us, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies to God, your bodies to God, a living what? A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. Remember, he said acceptable sacrifices, which is your spiritual duty and service. So what's he talking about? Your body. So when you think of your body, what do you think of? What sacrifice are we talking about? Something that was a sacrifice. What is the sacrifice? Well, how about this? Your eyes don't look at that which is evil. But let your eyes look upon that which is good. And your ears don't hear that which is, let's say, gossip or whatever. And, but why don't you listen to the word, what thus saith the Lord. And your tongue speak not evil things or gossip, it, et cetera, et cetera. But speak things that will glorify and honor God and be a blessing to other people. Let your speech be seasoned with salt. Sacrificing parts of our body to see that they're consecrated, set apart unto God, so that why the fuel, we add fuel to the fire. And what about our hands? Don't use your hands to do something that is, let's say, perform something that is not good and not right and proper, but use your hands, praise God, to honor and glorify God. And what about our feet? Don't run to mischief, the Bible says, but run to do what? Proclaim the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ to, at anywhere you go. And then your emotions. Don't yield your emotions to unrighteous acts but use your emotions to worship and glorify and praise the living God. And so in summation and conclusion, what are we talking about? We can add fuel to the fire, and we should be. And every congregation should be adding fuel to the fire by coming together in one heart, one mind, one accord, one desire to seek the face of God, to honor God, to add fuel to your own flame, and just worship God so that He can send forth greater fire into our lives. And so that he can manifest that power and that might in a glorious and powerful way. But it takes everybody saying, I desire the same thing. I want the same thing. So our part is to offer acceptable sacrifices. God's part is to send the holy flame. And praise God, as we keep the fire burning, there's no telling what God can do. I believe God for great and mighty things. He wants to be God in our midst. So let the sacrifice be made. Let the fire fall. And let the glory of the Lord appear. Amen. Amen. So are we ready? Yes. Is it your heart's longing desire? Yes. Is that why you've come tonight? Yes. To let him know I desire you, your presence, your power, your glory, your might. I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. Just create a fire in my bones. Let's all enter in right now and truly minister to the Lord our God.